This is Kyle Caslaw, and you're listening to KFMP Misery Point Radio. Wanderers to another mind-numbing edition of Misery Point Radio. As always, I am absolutely filled with the chubby tinglys down below to know that you have given up an hour of what is left of your life to join me here in the wasteland. I'm so filled with emotion, I can't even think straight. Luckily for all of us, my lack of ability to think straight on a regular basis is what is exactly responsible for the piles of awesomeness that you've come to know and love about this humble show. And I, of course, wouldn't be doing my unpaid job if I didn't give it to you the way you like it. That being said, let the debauchery begin. Today's guest is Florida-based musician and photo artist Kyle Kasloff, who is currently making huge waves in the music industry with his unique brand of live concert photography. In just the last couple of months alone, he has managed to capture a multitude of legendary artists in a live setting. His ability to portray multiple emotions in the same piece has resulted in epic photos from members of bands like Druid Lord, False Prophet, Massacre, Overkill, Exhorter, and most recently, the majority of the players in the Chuck Schuldiner tribute acts like Symbolic and Living Monstrosity. And of course, in addition to producing top-tier photo art, Kyle is also a musician whose styles span the gamut of classic heavy metal, death, thrash, and power metal to the more mellow rock, folk, and Americana. Kyle and I, of course, covered a lot of ground talking about his photography, his music, his philosophies, and his career aspirations. This was a super fun conversation that gave me a chance to add something a little different to the repertoire. I know a big word, but from what I hear, you like them big. Suffice it to say, I'm excited to share this conversation with you. Lots of cool Kyleisms in here, but enough of me rambling as normal on with the awesomeness. So put down that Polaroid, pull your pants back up, and set your mental aperture for maximum exposure. Check it out. Hey, Kyle. Welcome to the show, brother. Thanks for joining me on Misery Point Radio. Glad we could finally make this happen. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. The honor is all mine for sure. I'm really excited to talk about this stuff. Uh, we're going to talk about you know your photography, your art, your music, your background. All of that mumbo jumbo, but first, I really do want to dig into uh, what's setting the world on fire, which is, of course, your photography and your photo art. Now, I first became familiar with your work because it started popping up in my feed due to some of our mutual friends. I recall some epic photos, uh, Druid Lord, Massacre, False Prophet, specifically uh, that canvas print with Scott Pavarnik from False Prophet really is a standout, as well as... uh, that uh, Tony Black photo with the Kramer, which was super cool. And it seems to me that your stuff has really snowballed. I don't know if it's really snowballed or if I'm just now coming across it, but your stuff is everywhere right now. And you had mentioned to me at one point before we started talking that um, really the avenue that you're taking with this focus and the composites and stuff is kind of a newer focus. I'll put it this way. Um, What I'm not doing is new. Uh, in, in two different sense that uh, compositing with uh, photography is not new and concert photography is not new. I just don't think that anybody previously had the foresight of kind of marrying the two. And I, I kind of felt that 
it was an area that really needed it because uh, the artists on stage put so much work into their craft, uh, into their art. And when they're on stage, they're performing that art for you. So I thought, man, it's just, it would be so much better if the visual that they were seeing was matching the intensity of what's being heard. So how can we match that? How can, how can, how can that visual moment in time be just as intense? So that's kind of where I started off because the first concert I shot, they were very good. The shots were, you know, they were, you know, by decent standards. I mean, they were, they, you know, they were fairly deep, especially for my first shoot, you know, they were really good. But I was looking at some of the other photographer shots who shot the same show. And I was looking, I was like, well, fuck, man. I'm not seeing much of a difference in what they're doing, what I'm doing. And that's when it kind of clicked. It's like there are a sea of amazing, amazing photographers out there that do, you know, that that take that shoot metal show, shoot rock show, so on and so forth. I mean, the, the list is endless. I mean, there's people that I know, there's people that I don't know. And the last thing I wanted to do was get caught up in that sea. Sure. So what can I do to step out of that? And because it, I don't want to stay in obscurity if, if I keep just, just keep doing it the way everybody else is doing it. So what can I do to, to kind of pop out and, and go in a different direction with it? And capturing live photos is tricky in and of itself sometimes because, you know, the artists are moving around. You got lighting issues that you can't necessarily control. So Correct. you're able to capture really great images in and of themselves and then take it to the next level by adding some really killer creative uh, backdrops and, and um, all, all of this cool stuff. So it really is beyond just photography that you do. It truly is photo art. And I think that's really the avenue that you are starting to identify yourself with. Is that somewhat accurate? Yeah, I, I think so. Because, you know, again, when I think of photographers, rock photographers, metal photographers, you know, I think of Health and Zlozauer, Weiss, Frank White, again, the list is endless. Those guys are photographers. You know, you put me in the dark room, I'm going to bump into the wall. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing in there. I don't. I, ha, I don't have very little knowledge of the traditional sense of photography. What I do and what they do are completely different worlds. I don't think that they would consider me a photographer. Quite honestly, I mean, because what I do and what they do is is different. You know, there there was no spending two hours on one photo in Photoshop back in those days to yeah. make a picture pop that didn't exist. You know, so. And I don't know anything about traditional developing or, or anything like that. Again, darker, I'm like, what? What's that? You know, I, I don't know anything about that world. So, yeah, that's kind of where I took it. I wanted to go in a different direction. So what got you started doing music photography and and uh, at least getting going down the road that you're going on? So basically, it was it was more or less of a uh, more or less of an of an accident. I'm I've only been shooting for concerts for about three years. Um, but I've been doing Photoshop professionally since 1997. So the, the editing was, was already, it was already built in. It was, it was already pre-made. It was, you know, there's 20 plus years experience already, already built in by the time I picked up a camera. So my friends, you know, and the local band called Auditory Armory said, Hey, you know, why don't you come down and shoot us? All right, cool. And that's what I did. I packed up, went down there and, 
turned in some great photos. And, you know, again, that's going back to the, you know, the previous answer. That's when I kind of realized my stuff was looking good, but looking like everyone else's was my first show. And that's when I kind of just started to take things in a different direction, which you saw from the overkill and exhorter experience. Right on. And those pics of Derek Taylor from overkill are pretty freaking epic. Did he actually end up getting those put on a canvas? Yeah, he, he contacted me, uh, you know, as, as all the artists that I've shot, you know, have been gracious enough to, to come to me and say, Hey, great work. Thanks for taking the time and to put in the work, you know, um, you know, obviously I don't, I don't get paid to do that. And they know that. And they also know that I take time to, to, you know, to make those photos look great. So, you know, he says, Hey, you know, what can we put this on? And I was like, yeah, man, we can put it on a canvas. It, you know, and we just started going over prices like, yeah, man, let's do it. And, and I think the cool thing about that experience was for me, he's like, listen, I've been in this industry for a long time and I've been shot by some of the best. It's like, yours is the only one that I bought. Oh man, that's awesome. And I was like, wow, that's kind of cool, man. Hell yeah, it is. And didn't you do some epic merch stuff with Kyle Thomas from Exhorter as well? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, we did, we did shirts, we did postcards, we did, uh, social media graphics, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, the relationship is, is ongoing from, from, uh, just off the back of that show. Yeah. For sure. That's awesome. I, I did see some of that stuff. So I thought, uh, I think that's pretty awesome. Um, so clearly, you know, your stuff is making a visual impact and it is different enough, uh, that, that it stands apart from, you know, other photographers, not to, you know, knock anybody else's work by any means, but sure. Uh, that, think, yeah. That's never, that's never, I'm, I've never been about that to, yeah. to put someone else down to make my stuff look better. Just, yep. Like I said, there's a, there's a thousand of, of amazing concert photographers, you know, out there right now that, that are just killing it, you know, and I encourage them to keep doing what they're doing, man. I mean, don't, you know, yeah, just keep doing what you're doing for sure. Let's talk a little bit about this recent event at the uh, the Chuck Schuldiner tribute there in Tampa. Now, also worth noting that you are yourself uh, in the Florida uh, area, correct? Yes, yeah, Altamont awesome. Springs, correct. Mm -hmm. So probably in the metal scene, um, that area is uh, is really known for, for some of those uh, heavier pieces of music, some epic legendary bands for sure. And you yes. had uh, an opportunity to go be what one of two photographers at that particular uh, Chuck tribute show. Yeah, well, I believe. I mean, I saw some, you know, other people there that had their that had their rig with them, and so so on. That were probably independent, and some other people shot the show. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was great that uh, you know that I was I was given the opportunity, uh, given the pass, and uh, I got some amazing shots of them, and and. Uh, you know, they were all very gracious of, of the time that I spent and, you know, personally thanked me and you know, so on and so forth. And, uh, you know, yeah, it was, the, it was, it was a really, really unique experience out of, uh, out of the experiences I've had so far. Yeah. And, uh, you know, being that area that it is, uh, I'm sure it was, uh, a who's who of, uh, <laughs> noteworthy people in the industry. Uh, who were some of the people that, uh, you had a chance to, uh, to shoot and maybe a uh, chat with while you were there. Oh yeah. Well, I mean the, you know, the, the red carpet there was pretty dirty. So <laughs> <laughs> certainly I, you know, I, I shot everyone. I shot Terry, Gus, uh, probably one of my favorite person, people to shoot, uh, is Dirk hands down. So animated, so exciting. So just a vibrant 
player. And that's uh, Dirk Verbuuren from uh, Megadeth? Yeah. Yeah. He's the one that sticks out to me as someone, yeah, I could, I could really zone out and just shoot the hell out of this guy for like a half an hour. I mean, I got, I, I even, I even have video footage that I haven't even posted yet of his, of his playing. I still have to go through the reel and post that, but yeah, I still have video footage of that. Yeah. That's awesome. And drummers are, yeah. I think sometimes not represented as well as other, uh, other musicians in terms of, you know, uh, photography and, and, and things like that. So uh, you got some great shots of him. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it really depends. I mean, it depends on the venue and it depends on the type of pass. Now, I mean, obviously a larger venue, uh, like even like a house of blues or hard rock live here in Orlando, something like that. I mean, you know, you have a, you have an all access pass and you have a photo pass. I mean, if you have a photo pass and you can shoot from the photo pit and the pics of the drummer, well, you know, if you got a zoom lens, that would be great. Um, you know, full pass, you get the photo pit, you get the photo pit and you get to go, you know, get to go behind the, you get to go behind the back line to get the great shots of the drummer, which is what I was able to do on the, uh, on the overkill show. Yeah, that's awesome. And, uh, I did again, see some, uh, some killer shots of many of the, the other players. Now, were you just at the one show or did you get a chance to go to both shows? I just went to the Saturday show. Okay, cool. Yeah. The Saturday show, um, because basically what had happened was, is, you know, I had taken a, <laughs> I had taken a beating pretty much during the first, uh, during the first part when spiritual healing came on, I think by the fourth song in, you know, I was getting crushed. I mean, bad. I mean, it was, it was really difficult now. Oh, on the floor, you mean? Oh yeah. Because yeah. I'm right there in the yeah. front. And, and I'm trying to position myself between James, between, uh, you know, between Terry and trying to go back and forth and then Matt again, and then get back off stage and try to catch more of Gus. And I mean, that in and of itself, I was just getting highly, highly <laughs> abused. You know, I'm used to shooting shots from the photo pit, not the pit. So, you know, by like the fourth or fifth song in, you know, it's one thing to be in the pit. I'm okay with being in the pit, but to be in the pit with both of your hands tied and you can't defend yourself right. and trying to get, you know, some of the shots are just like, you know, all over the place because, you know, I'm getting knocked all over the place. <laughs> so, you know, I just did the best that I could. And the problem with the, with uh, spiritual healing set lighting wise was, I mean, yes, uh, they say, yeah, go ahead and dim the lights, you know, for ambiance, blah, blah, blah. We'll keep them a solid color. Okay, great. From an audience perspective, that's amazing. From a photographer's perspective, it's a fucking nightmare. Oh, man. It's, it, it is so brutal to try to edit your way out of one color lighting, um, which they didn't use. They used some of it. They didn't use all the time, but a lot of the pictures like I have of James you know, are a very blue base because that was, that was what they used predominantly in their lighting. And James was set very far back as to where Matt was a little farther up and he was catching some of the color. So I was able to get more colorful shots of Matt, if that makes sense. It does. Um, I was at a massacre show. It's actually the massacre reboot show a couple of years ago, uh, in Orlando. And that was the first thing I noticed is, you know, preset, 
uh, I got a bunch of cool pictures of, you know, all the bands. And then when they started playing live, it was just like Druid Lord. They just, the whole show was like blue and false prophet. The whole show was red. Um, so, yeah. and because I'm, you know, not, uh, photographically savvy and photo editing savvy, um, I was like, I, I don't know how to do any of that stuff. So I am photo editing savvy and it's, and it's an absolute nightmare, man. <laughs> I can't stand it. I yeah. can't stand to me. It just comes across lazy. Mm. I don't know. A lazy, lazy by the house. You know, I'm not calling the bands lazy. I'm just saying, who's ever running that house, man. I mean, come on, man. Run some fucking lights. Come on. <laughs> you know, let me get some decent pictures here. <laughs> Help me out. Well, I think you were still able to uh, to capture quite a few. And you know, I was actually surprised. You know, when I when I heard about the show, I was like, "Oh, this is going to be killer." There's all these people there. I didn't really grasp the scope of just how many member changes there would be during sets. You know, because uh, right. with a symbolic, it was kind of like you know, they would, they would do switch outs for all the different musicians that, you know, cause these guys would play this set or these guys would play this set. And then they had vocalist switches and bass player switches. And it was just, it was craziness. Yeah. That was a little bit tough for me to keep up with as well. And unfortunately, sometimes that put me in a position to where I didn't catch as much of certain people that I would have liked to because of the way it's like, well, when they were on, I was off and and the timing was just like Kelly Conlon. I wanted to get more shots of him, but I didn't um, just because it was just, you know, the timing of it and, and the constant changes. And one time he was on this side of the stage, one time he was on the other side of the stage and, and I was on the other side. of the So, and that happened with a couple of different people. Um, you know, I, the thing is, is, you know, I, period, plain and simple, I would have liked to have done both nights, but you know, I was coming out of my own pocket to come out there and, and, you know, hotel and all that stuff, because it's still a two, it's still a two hour hike from my place. Oh yeah. Okay. You're, you're in the, the Altamont area. Yeah. 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 Altamont's about two hours from Tampa. Well, I mean, it, it, and it honestly took us four each way because we caught traffic both ways. Oh, balls. Yeah. So yeah, it, you know, logistically it, it fucking sucks. Uh, work-wise, um, you know, the, the output, you know, was pretty, was pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, it was really cool, I thought, to see those shots of, uh, you know, Steve DiGiorgio. He's another fun one to shoot, man. <laughs> he's another one. He's another one that my camera likes a lot, man, because it's like, I mean, this guy is just, you know, the way that he just, you know, uh, owns who he is as a bass player and owns who he is as a performer. And that just translates very well. And I just, I like snapping people like that for sure. Yeah. No, and the cool thing is, I mean, he's not somebody that you get to see a lot out there in the live world. Um, so right. I just thought that was a, that was really cool. And he was way more animated than I thought he would be for being such a big dude. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. And, and again, my, uh, my camera is definitely drawn to, you know, the more animated, I don't mean that as, as digging at anyone. I mean, there's some performers that just stand there and, you know, because they're very concentrating on their playing. That's great. That's all fine and good. But there's, you know, if I took one shot of you or 50 of you, they're all going to look the same. Sure. Yeah, fair enough. So that was a great show. You got a lot of cool picks and a lot of uh, good stuff kind of coming out of that. And of course, you've got plenty of other, I guess, people now in your portfolio. Who, who are some other artists that you've just had the opportunity to uh, to shoot? Immolation was was a fun one. That oh. was a short one. Unfortunately, that got cut short too. So I didn't I didn't get many of Immolation, um, but on my web page, there's uh, you know there's a decent handful. 
Uh, same thing with blood incantation, uh, them as well. Um, I've been invited by incantation uh, to shoot them in February. Nice. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. I will of be course. at the incantation show here in Seattle in February. So, uh, cool. I'm a, yeah. So you're coming here too to shoot, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a quick, yeah. a quick jaunt from Florida to Seattle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a quite diagonal jaunt. <laughs> Actually. Nice. Probably the longest, probably the longest diameter, you know, the longest stretch from one end of the country that you can get. <laughs> yeah. That's actually a uh, pretty right on the money there. Now you had told me in a prior conversation that, uh, you had a, a goal and it's a pretty lofty goal, but based off your current work that I'm seeing and the response that we're seeing to that work, I'd say it's more than a reasonable goal, but you said that you wanted to be the go-to metal photographer or the go-to concert photographer, not just in Florida, but really wherever the music takes you. Tell me about that. This is the reality. I'm, I'm working very hard to create something and bring something to this industry that I don't feel has been done before. Yeah. Yes, I want to be as sought after and work with as many people as possible. Awesome. Within this industry, with and it doesn't matter, you know, it could, you know, if I got the call from Brad Paisley tomorrow said, hey, you know, come shoot the gig, I'm shooting the gig. You know, I'm not just, you know, the hard rock metal guy. Got it. If you're, so if you're a good performer, I'm going to, I'm going to come, I'm going to come shoot you. So music, art and photography, regardless of the locale, you want to be the guy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. Yep. Uh yeah. I know that there's a conception out there, or a misconception, we should say, that uh, people think that, you know, photography is just easy. Oh, I got a camera. Anybody can take this. I got a phone. So what are some of the things that people say to you about uh, photography and, and uh, what you do? Most of the response I get is positive, whether it be from people in the industry, fellow photographers, um, just in general, from the public in general. So, you know, I've gotten maybe one or two uh, negative uh, comments, you know, in the, in the regards of, you know, well, if it wasn't for Photoshop, you'd be nothing. And I'm just you know, <laughs> <laughs> thinking to myself, okay, that's, that's fine and good. You can, you can have that opinion, you know, but the reality is, is you can't Photoshop your way out of a bad composition. You can't yeah. Photoshop your way out of a bad shot. You can't Photoshop your way out of bad lighting if you don't know how to operate the camera. Yeah. So, uh, you know, <sighs> People can have their opinions, man. I, I'm doing what I do because, you know, I have a vision. And uh, you're welcome to support it. And if you're a fan, fucking awesome. You know, I'll follow your shit too, man. You know, if you're not a fan, you know, I love you anyway, man. Cool. <laughs> Good luck. Right on. And uh, now your company uh, is Caslaw Creative, correct? Uh, it's well, it's Kyle Caslaw Creative is is the registered name Kyle Caslaw Creative LLC. Right. On. Uh, but the website is just kylecaslaw.com. And uh, you do all kinds of visual work from what I saw album art, logos, all that stuff. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I've been a, uh, like I said, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've been a creative designer, you know, uh, within the graphic field since, since the late 90s. So, um, uh, you know, I, I work uh, in the art department designing predominantly. Uh, vehicle and, and any type of mobile rig uh, wrap, uh, whether it be for vehicles, uh, food carts, uh, golf carts, whatever, you know, I do design and layout for that. I do design and layout for signs. And then for my particular business, you know, I do the same thing, but everything but vehicles, you know, I do print, um, 
uh, screen printing, uh, embroidery. Um, I do stage banners, backdrops, you know, um, the whole thing. So, yeah. That's I awesome. Do branding. I do branding pretty much from the ground up, you know, and I do, you know, like you said earlier, the social media graphics, the websites, so, so on and so forth. You do branding like cows and people with hot irons, that kind of branding? <sighs> Yeah, no, I just ain't into that. I ain't gonna lie. Well, as I said before, your photo art skills are so epic that people are absolutely losing their minds. But I think what a lot of people don't realize is that you're also a ridiculously talented musician. And we're about to dig into that. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, Kyle's going to tell us all about his musical awesomeness. But don't go anywhere because we're going to assault your ear holes with a musical masterpiece right now. Here's Kazla with a killer take on the Judas Priest classic Bloodstone. Check it!
right, and we're back with Kyle Kasla. So, Kyle, uh, you are a multi-instrumentalist, guitars, vocals, all that stuff. And uh, I know from our conversations and some of the things that I've heard from you, um, you have a, a love of the hard rock and the metal, but you're also quite varied in your musical taste. Uh, what got you started playing? I mean, I'm sure it's been a while now, but uh, if you can think back and prompt some of those brain cells, uh, what got you into playing music? <laughs> oh, man. Um, you're going to find this funny. Uh, growing up, oddly enough, my two, two biggest failures in school were art and music. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. Life's ironies, right? Um, I got started in music actually probably a little bit late in life. Um, I was living on my own downtown Albany. I was 19 years old and my roommate, Went home for the holidays, came back and got a new guitar and amp from his mom. So I was like, ah, oh, fucking cool. You know, I always wanted to play when I was a kid, but I never asked because, like, I saw a mom struggling. Yeah. The last thing I wanted to do was ask her for something sure. that, uh, that had such a hefty price tag on it. You know? And yeah. I just didn't want to do that. So 19 year olds, anyway. Fast forward, roommate gets a guitar. And I'm like, ah, cool, man. And I just, like six months later, I was just, I had already gone off with it. I was already playing like, you know, little mini shows and stuff like that. I, I just, I just took to it very, very easily. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, at least enough to be efficient enough to, you know, I could, I, I could, by five, six months in, I could certainly play Celtic Frost covers, you know, <clears throat> no big deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love it. I was, I was, I was covered there, man. You know, easy stuff. Yeah. That's uh, and so your, your first inclination was towards the heavier stuff. Now listening to, um, a lot of the things that, that you've put out there, um, clearly there is some early classic heavy metal influence. Uh, obviously the, the priest or the Halford comes through. Yeah. But well, th that, well, that's the whole thing, you know, again, th rewinding back to when I first started, I mean, it wasn't just playing, you know, the Celtic frost type stuff back then in the late eighties, early nineties, you know, I, I don't, it wasn't even early nineties. Yeah. Late eighties. You know, I was also, you know, I was very, you know, heavily into the New York hardcore thing too. So, you know, you today, uh, agnostic front, you know, yeah, I've seen all those guys at CDs countless times. Um, you know, that was the shit that I was into. So I started playing that type of thing, you know, the, the four chord type thing. But I started to realize very quickly, it's like, eh, this isn't going to work for me long term. And I got bored with it really quickly. And then got into, you know, got back into playing more metal, like, you know, got it back more into metal again and started to kind of leave the hardcore ish thing behind as I became more of a quote unquote advanced musician. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know how it is when you're younger and, yeah. you're, and you think you're an advanced musician, how much of a pretentious fuck you are. I don't need lessons anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I never need lessons to begin with. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of, you know, how that began. And, you know, and then I, you know, started playing more, more death metal, more technical death metal, sure. you know, shit like that. And, and I think by the late nineties, 99 death metal to me had just been so I had been doing it since 1990 at that point. So nine straight years. And I was like, this is just really, it wasn't at that point. It, it wasn't going anywhere. Um, and things were getting really redone. And that's 99 is when I really kind of started to revisit 
my roots again with, you know, traditional metal. I mean, that's what I first grew up on. That's what I love. So, you know, it was all about the, uh, you know, the, the motorhead sax and the Judas priest, uh, except, um, you know, and delving really back deep into that catalog again, because it had been, you know, a decade or so since I, you know, really listened to that stuff. Um, and I just kind of, just kind of stayed with it from there. And, and I was like, you know, if, I, if I'm going to play music, I think I want to go more in this direction because the reality is, is instrumentally speaking, death metal, you won't find any better. Vocally, not necessarily the same story, at least for the type of vocals that I wanted to do for that type, for that type of vocal style. I'm sure that there's different types of tons of talents, but for what I wanted to hear, and I wanted to hear harmony and melody and range and stuff like that. You know, that wasn't cutting it for me anymore. And don't get me wrong. I mean, I'll, I'll still put on Blessed Are the Sick by Morgan Angel still one of my favorite records. Yeah, stuff. great album. And I play it loud and proud. You know, I'm not saying I'm, I'm not saying I'm anti-death metal by, by any means. And I'll still sing a couple of death metal tracks here and there. But I'm just saying the, uh, on the long haul, more traditional metal is, is what I would lean to as far as playing or performing. Even though I don't really listen to a whole hell of a lot of it these days, I'm mostly listening to fucking Motown. So, you know. <laughs> I uh, was listening uh, to to a lot of your stuff, and especially you know vocally speaking, since we're talking about that, um, you kind of pegged some of the influences. And we tried to connect the other day, and I noticed you had a, a metal church shirt on, and yes. I heard mm-hmm. some metal church even before I saw you in that image. That I was like, wow, there's definitely some some powerful metal church style. Uh, in your vocals as well. And I don't know if that was... Oh, you think so? I That's do. That's actually the first time I've ever heard that. I do think that. And I mean, obviously... You know, it's funny because I was going to cover God's Wrath. Oh, man. That's so awesome. Because I, I practice with it all the time. And I'm like, oh, man, this is so comfortable. And, it, and it's so fun. So, yeah, I think I think I might want to give that one a shot. The only, the only thing that's held me back from doing it at this point is that the I don't have a drummer. <laughs> so I do everything with with that program Easy Drummer. Sure. And if you listen to that song, it's like, I don't want to program. That's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> There's a but lot I going would, on. I wouldn't want to do this song any less justice by by doing it like a cheap and easy way either, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. I totally got you. Um, but I just, I thought that was kind of cool. And they're, they're kind of one of those bands that uh, I know they're not from here, but they're often credited with being a huge part of the Seattle um well then where are they from then uh i think they're originally from uh i thought they were like from from california originally i'm not entirely sure but uh, i know that they early on they were here in seattle but they started somewhere else uh somebody some of my musical historian friends will probably give me massive shit about not knowing the exact (laughs) history but whatever um but uh you know so i just thought that was that was super cool and uh obviously the the uh thing that you're one of the things that you're really strong at is the fact that your range is is quite vast we'll say um thanks you can hit those high notes uh or as i call them the nut squeezers um, yeah, the ball grabbers yeah. <laughs> pretty yeah. good yeah you know definitely got that uh early queensrike uh falsetto or maybe not falsetto depending no on it's the, not falsetto i don't yeah. use the, i sent my falsetto sounds like shit man i sound like mickey mouse on meth when i try falsetto <laughs> it's absolutely awful um no everything i do is in full voice or mixed voice at the most um because it's it's a tonal thing so, uh, yeah, but I also have that velvety baritone as well. So, yeah, very you know, Barry that, White, that right? That helps. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, you know, it, it definitely helps with providing a lot of textures for harmonies and stuff like that, too, for sure. Uh, again, you know, bringing, bringing in a lot of that earlier 
uh, uh, Simon and Garfunkel uh, influence type thing. Um, I'm influenced by, you know, America. America is another one of my favorite bands. I mean, they're one of the reasons why I incorporate some of the vocal harmonies that I do. Some of the patterns that they use make me think in the way, you know, when I'm writing, it's like, you know, how would the dudes from America do that? And, and I would go off in that direction and add it to a, add it to a metal song. Oh, fuck yeah, man. Did you ever get into like uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young or uh, anything like that? Because they were pretty rad on those harmonies. Yes, they were. Uh, they were. I, I think when your message is louder than your talent, I don't listen to you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and I'm not saying that they're not talented. <laughs> okay. Um, but what I am saying is that bands and I could 100% agree with the message, but when your material is message derivative, it's a little bit of a turn off for me. You know what I'm saying? So I don't listen to Neil Young. I don't listen to Bob Dylan because I don't give a fuck about your message. I don't care if I agree with it or disagree with it. You know, I listen to music to get away from whatever the fuck it is you're preaching about. Take me somewhere else. That's why I don't listen to music that have a strong political message or strong, you know, uh, you know, social message. Fuck all that. I don't want to hear that. Yeah, you know, I went and saw Pink Floyd some years ago, and it was an amazing concert. And none of that stuff was like super at the forefront. It was just, you know, you'd kick back and listen to the tunes and then a few years ago my wife and i went and we saw roger waters and it may as well have been a political rally it was super in your face and it was it was disturbing to me because it was very expensive and then it he's was, he, extreme too he's really extreme and it was funny because you know his entire show was you know fuck you capitalist pigs and then he was getting 75 dollars for t-shirts at the merch booth so oh, yeah. I was like, I, it, it, it's so funny when people use a, a, a you know, a, a multi-million dollar capitalist form to preach about anti-capitalism. <laughs> Capitalism <laughs> is evil. Buy my record. You know, I mean, just shut up. Yeah. Buy my record. You can't, you for can't even take a lot that of money. seriously. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But, but I digress. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, well, now you um, kind of. I heard you you lost a lot of your material due to the uh, gremlins getting into your your hard drive and eating up all your shit. Um, yeah, I haven't. Yeah, we haven't deciphered if it's if it's permanent or temporary yet. It could be a three hundred dollar fix. It could be a fifteen dollar fix. It could be. Sorry, we can't fix it. <laughs> Which would suck. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you had plans, uh, cause you took a little bit of time off from the music production thing. And, and now as sure. I understand it, you're maybe looking to kind of get back into it, put a little bit more effort into it to get it rolling again. Yeah. Yeah. I, j I just saw a significant raise at work. So, oh, well, congratulations. Uh, well, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I plan on getting the data recovered and, uh, uh, if, if anything, for the reason that, you know, again, even even if all the instruments sucked and all the vocals need to be done on any of those tracks, at least the fucking easy drummer stuff was already there and programmed and ready to go. I wouldn't have to do all that nonsense over again. Right. Which I planned on doing to a lot of that material over again because I know I could sing it better than I did five years ago. Um, I know I could play it better than I did, you know, some years ago. So, um, Yeah. That's that's about it. And you're looking to uh, you're looking to do kind of like the uh, 
you know, not really a band thing per se, get out and play shows. You're just looking to do like a, like a studio recording thing or. Yeah, exactly. Because coming from the band thing, you know, which I've done, um, you know, one of my best friends, you know, and I've referred to him as my brother numerous times, you know, I've introduced him as such as well. Um, he and I had a personal and musical falling out in 2015. Uh, you know, I was the guitar player and he was always the singer and we had this, you know, amazing writing chemistry. So uh, when he and I parted company in 2015, I was like, well, I let him go because I had all this material written and he was just not providing anything. So I was like, well, I have to carry on. So when I let him go, I was like, I have to teach myself how to sing. <laughs> <laughs> and I did. And, it, and it, took me, it took me about 48 hours. 48 hours, you said. Yeah. Yeah, 48 hours to be able to go from, fuck, I forget what the range was, but I think at the top end, it was uh, G, uh, an octave above middle E in full voice. I was able to do it in 48 hours. Well, that's fucking crazy. So, <laughs> not e so you don't have I guess any. I was there the whole time. I didn't know. I never fucking tried. Yeah. So it wasn't a it tried. wasn't a schooling thing or an education thing. Just no. one day, you no. said, you know what? I'm just gonna fucking do. I have to do this, and it just everything came out. that I've done, everything that I've done has been from has been born from that exact mentality. Huh. I'm gonna fucking do this. I don't. Get, nothing's gonna stop me. Not my mentality. Nothing. Just I'm unlimited. So yeah, yeah I'm gonna teach myself how to do it. So then what are you looking to do next with the music? You want to kind of carry on with what you've been doing? Or are you going to try some new stuff? Or Oh, man. We're going to mark D on that. All the above. <laughs> nice. So, so you're going to do yeah. uh, uh, probably just a, a, a variance then, you know, some classic metal, maybe some some more like folky kind of rock stuff that I've heard. The Simon and Garfunkel she did was I'm killer. Gonna, I'm going to throw the kitchen sink at you twice. Okay. <laughs> nice so you know um because everybody's heard me do everything from death metal i mean i've i've done a necrophobic cover i've done a simon and garfunkel cover and i've done them both you know pretty close to the exact studio versions on both sides and you know the everything in between you know uh, why fucking limit yourself man yeah, absolutely. And are you going to be collaborating or working with anybody? Or are you oh, just going to do yeah, this all yourself? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. I got to keep all that stuff secret, man. That's all surprise. That's all surprise stuff, dude. You got some shit That's... in the hopper, though? You got some people oh, lined yeah, up? Oh, yeah, 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 yes. Oh, yeah. There's going to be some cool There's going to be some great collabs coming up. I'm super excited about those for certain. Okay. I'm going to try to pretend like uh, I don't really want to know who those people are you have lined up. So um, don't be surprised if I just start making people up, though. I'm just warning you in advance. No, no, no. We know that. Listen, I don't want you lying to your listeners. What the, I'm going to tell your people this is what's going to happen. He's going to stop tape. He's going to fucking call me. <laughs> Off record. He's going to call and ask me. I would See, never. Like <laughs> I would never, sir. I would never prompt anybody for classified information. That's against my character. Uh, oh, look, we're almost out of time. Um, so, no, that's awesome, though, man. I, I'm definitely looking forward to to hearing more of your music. Um, I, I'm definitely 
interested in hearing what else you can do besides you know what I've already heard out of you. Um, your voice is killer. The the production on your music is awesome. The guitar playing is awesome. Everything is 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 top Thank notch. You. So. Uh, the production definitely needs help. Uh, you know, and the funny thing is, is before my stuff died, I was actually starting to get, get the actual hang of a few things and things were coming out a lot better than they were in the previous years. And then, uh, you know, but uh, yeah, the production going forward, I appreciate it. But I listened to it and I'm like, oh, my God, that fucking sounds awful. I can't listen to it. And everybody's like, oh, this is great. <laughs> Keep in mind, there's an entire movement out there for for um people that want to listen to music that is not overproduced. So right. Um I, I think there is something to be said for well, shit, I'm your guy. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna start a new movement for people who like to listen to music that's not well played. In that case, I'm your guy. Um <laughs> but uh yeah, you know, I mean I, I, I make sure my chops are up. I mean I don't I don't I don't keep slop in there, but it's not like, you know, I'm sitting there I'm not I don't sound mechanical like a lot of the new stuff does. I don't sound as, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want that sound. I'm, I'm not interested. I wasn't, I was never inspired by that sound. I was inspired by bands that didn't have that sound. So why would I chase a sound that I'm not inspired by? Because it's quote unquote relevant. Yeah. I'm not interested in relevant. I'm, I'm interested in producing something that I want to fucking hear. Right on. There's your answer. I'm interested in hearing what, what you want to hear and what you want to produce. So I'm sure we're uh, probably still a ways away from, from hearing some of that stuff, but uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'll get to, I certainly have a couple of samples, you know, at, you know, at, at the handy that, uh, that I'll be more than happy to, to, to fork over. Oh sure. yeah. Fork that shit over, bitch. That's what we're uh, talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Mike, did you just call your friend a bitch on your show? I would never, I would never, um, he would never, <laughs> He would never stoop so low. I know, right? There's a lot, I guess, uh, coming down from you, though. In addition to your kind of your music, you've got some cool stuff working with your photo art. So what do you think? What's sure. the next thing that we're going to see or hear from you here on the on the immediate horizon? What's coming next for you? Uh, the answer is, is you know, I, I don't think that I really have one. Not that I'm necessarily winging it. Not that not that I don't have a plan. Um, you know, I have legal and management. For the uh, for the photo art business, um, so I'm all covered there. You know, as far as uh, my main investment in that in that brand, which is my time. Right on. Period. So, uh, you know, as far as listen, what's going on? You and I both know what's going on with you know with Omicron, so on and so forth. There's a lot of question marks hanging in the air over sure. a lot of things. So I guess I'm just kind of riding that wave like everyone else and just seeing, Hey, you know, what's going on and all the while still, you know, making sure we're staying safe. Right on. And, uh, as the world is slowly opening back up and gigs are kind of getting to be a thing again. Oh yeah. Well, I'm sh- I'm shooting more. I'm shooting overkill again in March. Oh, almost, right two on. Years, almost two years to the day that I shot them the first time. And I already told Mr. Taylor, I, you know, this is going to be much better than the, than, than the first offering. Absolutely. And any other acts out there that you hope to get to shoot this year? Oh, man, I was a month away from shooting Possessed when the world shot down. I want to shoot Possessed really bad. Um, I want to shoot Priest, but I will only shoot Priest as a five-piece band. I'm not shooting this fucking one guitar, four-piece nonsense. Oh, man, that's a whole other thing right there. Exactly. That's 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 an hour segment alone. <laughs> right on. So 
tell everybody out there in the world how they can, uh, you know, social media stock you and hunt you down for creative work if they want to hire you to do some badass stuff. I'm in the process right now of rebuilding KyleCaslaw.com. Um, I would probably say a good 30% of it is done. Okay. Uh, if you go to the website, uh, my Instagram is KyleCaslaw. My Facebook is KyleCaslaw. So, I mean, it's pretty much across the board. The only thing I don't have is a checkbook because, you know, I ain't that cool yet. <laughs> or not a checkbook, a check mark, a little blue check mark. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, one of those little blue check mark things, you know. Uh, one of those days I aspire to be, you know, to have that many clients, to have you know, a little blue check mark. You know, that 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 will mean that will mean mean I will need it. <laughs> That'll mean you don't talk to me anymore. I understand how that works. Oh well, no, no, I still talk to you. Just have to pay me for my time. Oh, There's okay. A There's a billable yeah. included in that. Oh yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. I'll, I'll send you. I'll, I'll send you a bill for hours, man. Right You're on. Good. Well, hey, dude, this has been awesome. I appreciate you coming on. I've been wanting to talk to you for a long time. Uh, obviously, uh, big big fan of your your photo art and uh, big fan of your music. Really looking forward to hearing what else you have uh, coming out here over the next however long it I takes it. to get it done. So uh, um, open door for you anytime, man. We'll have you back on here in the future. And I'm looking forward to sharing some of your music with the world. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. And and uh, again, I apologize that it, that it took this long. No, it's great. It's uh, well, well worth the wait. And you know what? Technology is a motherfucker. And that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> all, all right. right man. Thanks you, a lot, brother. You guys have a good night. Thank you. And thanks, of course, to all of you out there in the wasteland for hanging out and shedding some brain cells and IQ points here with us. You know how much I heart you. Don't forget to follow Misery Point Radio on all the streaming platforms and subscribe to the show to gain access to all of the epic interviews. You can also check out the website, miserypointradio.podbean.com, or check us out on the Spoilerverse Network at spoilerverse.com. And now we're going to close this one out with one more song from Kyle, this time an absolutely epic original. So check it out. Here's Kazlaw with a killer tune called As One. KFMP, out!
We'll be right back after this short message. Here's a message from our sponsors. Fuck you. <laughs> 